This is Ben C. on Griper, 718-339-6020. First, a little bit about safety. Urns, tea kettles, be very careful not to leave them near children. A little opening up of the water or getting near the urn, which is hot. It's very urgent to put it away. They constantly warn the children <clears throat> not to get near it. Also with the candles, candle lamp oil. Also, there's sometimes kerosene. Also dangerous. And again, with that and with fire. So just urgent to keep in mind. Looks like nefesh. It's a it's urgent that a person has to take care of himself, take care of his family. Safety is urgent. I just heard the other day, might happen a while ago, a certain man was climbing up, went on his roof, why, I don't know, and Nebach fell off. And from a healthy, middle-aged man, walking around now, unfortunately, in a wheelchair, can't feel from his waist down. You can say not me, please say not me. But we have to be very, very careful with a lot of things we just take for granted. We walk around, there's toys on the floor. There's, there's a lot of things that it takes a slip. It takes something spilling. It takes a little fire, hot water. So if you think about being careful, I mean, that's solid, the signs outside, your, your address, so if they have to come by, at least they know where to come by. It's all advice for all of us, and we should be healthy for many, many years. Today we continue <clears throat> the Good Marriage series, and today it was Ram Miller's fourth commandment of marriage, don't say the word get. Don't say the word divorce, and also another commandment, don't say mean words. And we'll add to that, don't do mean things. That the rub first, the word get, divorce, if it's mentioned, first of all, plants a seed. It becomes a condition. If you don't, I'll give a get. The word should hurt. I remember many, many years ago, <clears throat> a certain couple got together and it was very, very different people. One much more modern, one more, one much more the other way. And it shouldn't have been from the first place, but I guess looks took over. And mentioned to the rub about it. And then uh, four years later, some children too, there was a breakup. And a get given, I remember with Ram Miller, and he said, first, how did, you, how did you know? But the second thing, I saw tears from the rub's eyes. Because when a couple divorces, it's like the basic midlish is destroyed destroyed and many times people who go too quick to start the process it becomes a, a destruction and I saw in the rose eyes it was a tears it should hurt us like that too even the idea of such a thing how many stories we know how it affects the children from daily, weekly life, 
Shabbos is and Yom Tov and weekly breaks, yearly breaks, it's very, very hard. And today the Gibolos uses, well, together we had his ways together to work. And 99.9% of the time there's plenty of things to work with. Plenty of things to work with. I remember one time I met a couple, <clears throat> they came, and again, all ready for unfortunate moments. And <clears throat> first thing when I met them, I said, why did you get married? They both said nice things about each other. He said she's pretty, which is which was a nice thing to say. and made her smile even. They didn't come in smiling. Then beforehand, I asked him, you might have heard this before, how could you, what, what are your problems with her? Oh, she's always nagging me. She's always late. A whole big list. And I asked her, oh, he never gives me any money. He's stingy, never takes me out. At this meeting, I asked him after, first, why you got married, is how could you be a better husband? And he mentioned, I can be a little lax with my money and take her out a little bit. She said, I can nag less. I could be on time, and the whole list was exactly they knew. They weren't the longest married couple either. So most of the time, that's a preface to the whole thing, most of the times couples know after a little, little while what bothers you about your mate, and your mate knows. And there's so many different ways to go at how to improve the relationship. Because we'll see mean words or yelling, saying the same thing a hundred times. I'm not sure if it works. There are relationships with that. So people have to be reminded. A woman who tries to remind her husband, give him a quarter. Even though quarters don't have their phones today, just remind him, please call me. Please answer my phone calls. But it's important to know that we don't want to go into in in destruct in a destructive way how to deal with the relationship. And most people know after a very very short time m- many things that you meet wants first who they are what makes them tick and what you have to keep away from and how they need to improve and a person has to figure out how to deal with it. Because mean words, especially lethal words like get, it comes a condition, comes a thought. It's in the, it's in the house, hovering. It's a letter run away like it's a fire. And mean words too. So many mean words can be said and can be avoided. You know, from if a husband ever says you're ugly, you're fat, or. She says, you're not too bright, I'm being polite, and you this and you that. What happens is these stings, these stings are forever and ever and ever. I know a guy who got married, he knew enough not to be so open in his constructive uh, criticism, he called it. He wrote a letter to his lady. Oh, compliments, except maybe you could do this. She was very upset at the, maybe you could do this. And 
I think almost 30 years later, the children told me it was at the Shabbos table. The mother said, you know, your, your father used to write me letters. And he would say this and say that. And the father looked at the children, and that was 30 years ago. So she remembered. <laughs> she remembered. She had to know what you say, what you do forever. We said last week so many things, you know, boy got gave kisses to his mother when he was little, and all of a sudden he gets kisses when he's older. I heard a story recently, a man said he has trouble going tonight at night to learn. But in his house, his father came home, too tired to go out, and so he also, for some reason, but now he pushes it because he knows he doesn't want to affect his children in that way. So you have to say every mean word is detrimental. It affects the whole house, the foundations of the house. Again, if one mate is a little upset, his mommy is upset, Tati's upset, Abba's upset. But when both is a mean word, the other one has a mean word or a mean action, we're in trouble. And today especially, where it's beyond sensitivity, it's a whole different world than, than years ago that, okay, you shouldn't say these things, of course. But the word no was possible. She said, I really can't do it. Or he said, I can't, I can't really do it. The word no, we can't really buy this at the moment. But today, a man walks into his house. We have to set things straight in a little while, but and he puts his eyebrows up. Oy. In other words, the house is a mess. Instead of going before he comes in, we said many times, get a little donut, relax. We'll say a little, we'll say it again. Think of his wife's good points and walk in with a different attitude, creating an atmosphere. When instead he comes in, hard day at work, doesn't think too much. He walks in and right away he's pulled here, pulled here. But doesn't, for some reason, he doesn't think of a million dollar check on the table and that's what it's worth. And at work he wouldn't jump up, but here he jumps up. And right away, when he walks in, he puts his eye, oi. He went out of oi. The wife, and I go ballistic, but doesn't like that. You have been at work the whole day. You should have been here with children, waking them up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It becomes a big, that's a mean action. Can you imagine? That's a mean action. When you're doing something, not being sensitive instead of the other person. Not thinking at all what the other person went through also. <clears throat> That's mean. What do you mean? Well, this is what we mean. Everyone knows this is a truism to many extent, to a big extent. He puts his eyes up. And then, <clears throat> if he comes in, he gets a, that's a look. Or right away something said no. A word no today is also could be a World War Three. Because years ago, the word no was the usual thing in the vocabulary because people didn't have so much. But today, when you're a little boy, little girl, you're getting the cereals and the dresses and the pants you want already. The word no is hard, hard to deal with. So a no, you have to be careful today with the no. You have to know how, when, where. You're telling people instead of no, you say, I don't feel right. It doesn't feel comfortable. There's ways to... Deal. We mentioned our famous no tension zone. First, look for chizuk encouragement, not for negativity. Second, yes, sure, ready to help. 
you disagree even to validate. Number three, is if you come in with a whole different attitude, but you say no, doesn't make it. You might, with your friends, say no. When you're learning, you might say, no, that's not right. Oh, it work. No, that's wrong. But at home, you be very careful today. It's a very different environment. That becomes a mean word. What do you mean? You can never say no. You can say no. But first you have to say a big, have to, a big, entourage, a big onslaught of yeses, of encouragement, of making sure you're validating, you're seeing what your mate is and is her or his entirety. It's urgent. It's urgent. Then you say, I can't do this. Maybe we should think about it. Okay, it becomes a little bit of irritation anyway. But it becomes more if you're preparing. For example, someone called me the other day and his wife needed something. It seems like she was asking, uh, he should take a trip here, go here. And really, he didn't think it was necessary. And beginning, he said, it's going to the, take a lot of way and do you really need to do this? Wow. Forget about it. She turned off. Boom. After she turned off, he was thinking to himself, I don't think this whole thing is logical. And he said, I have to make peace. This is the lady I live with. And unfortunately today, if there's a little bit of a controversy, sometimes the other party also becomes mean. It could be with words. could be with looks. But also could be with actions, like affection. All of a sudden, the person becomes numb, no affection. As soon as that starts, it becomes a little bit of a, about a war. But the man who was, at least if he was wrong, but then her reaction to it is the only way I can get him back. This is the way I get him back. It's a tragedy. Take a tragedies on people when affection was should be shown, ought to be shown, and all of a sudden strike. It destroys. What do you mean? I don't feel. Emily should say, so don't solicit his love. Don't solicit her love. But there's a certain obligation as a couple. But again, that's their mean actions people do. Sometimes they mean actions with money. A reaction to certain things would be, okay, so if you wanted to buy this, he won't say anything, but all of a sudden, you don't need that. And there's certain things today with money is very, very hard because a man's view of money, a woman's view of money, and plus money is so hard. And the woman's whole outlook with money, even though they're very frugal, they have to make the children dress nice. Eat right. There's enough tissues in the house. There's a whole thing. Like I mentioned so many times, man wants to go to the store and pick up milk and tissues and his wife goes, I'll go. She comes back now with a $10 order with a $50 order because we've been missing tissues and we need two milks and we don't have any cheese and on and on. But that's a different way of thinking. One is for family security and the other one is, let's, is what we need at the moment. No one's wrong. So what happens is if a man decides to to use money as a tool to get things, 
it's it's war. It's war. How many times that was done? Then she stopped with the affection. And <clears throat> with a disaster. So we have to be very careful of our looks, like we said, of our nose, our initial reaction, derogatory word, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. Lazy in front of the children. A man would come home. He didn't know the program so well, and he was exhausted from work, and he needed 15 minutes a half hour on the couch. So it was a regular thing. Well, for him, I think he needed a little training. Coming in, he has to get a little relaxation before he works him because he has to save the day just like a worker has to save the day. But he didn't know that. So she would say to him the derogatory words in front of the children. He said, I realize after a while, this is what he needs. This is what he needs. Let me see how I can work with it. Instead of bashing him for it. And unfortunately, it led to that. And then money and other aspects, and the relationship became sour. So we can't let a, a little molehill, even though we don't think it's a molehill, become a, a huge volcano. It's important, again. Even today, constructive criticism is real hard. We all wish it would be easier like the old days, maybe. Maybe the old days. I don't know if they did it the old days. Constructive, maybe you should do it this way. Maybe you could do it this way. Maybe you could do any sort of constructive criticism. Unfortunately, many of us take is uh, you're not doing it right. Or I don't like the way you're doing it. And when it comes out like that, which many times it does, it becomes again. A wall goes up between the couple. Sometimes there's an argument. And remember, any argument between couples destroys uh, the family. Destroys the family. And today, too, we have other destructive ways. Like a text. And text gives you a little leniency to say more than you want. More than you usually can in person. You could throw in the extra word. Oh, by the way, you could do this. By the way, um, you know, that yesterday what you said was not, you could throw these things out in texts and people do emails and it's a problem. And people say a lot more things through the texts and other means where you don't have to talk right away or directly. And again, <clears throat> goes on to the whole thing of it. It's worse than a look sometimes. The word no or derogatory word or constructive criticism. It's all part of this. Many times a text can make a threatening comment too. I know a guy was different. He texted his son when he got married. He texted him and he didn't like this, 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 this about his wife. So I told him for a long time, don't, it's not your job. He did it and one day she found the text new daughter-in-law and they need a lot to, to make peace here they had peace but the father finally realized but the text can be destructive so many ways and be careful it's a, a new 
a new world, a new world. You have to deal with that. And again, the mean words have this detrimental effect. So we have to think about how, 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 how. We have our encounters. He says so many times when a person gets married, so the first thing is <clears throat> that before they had ups and downs, okay, now the ups and downs are because of the mate. So this takes a lot of work, a lot of work to try to think. That's why a person needs a husband and nefesh time to think, to think. A person would think a little bit. Take a cheshben. They're very interesting in a Pasha recently when it says, Moshe said to Par, let us go up for three days. Yaakov Kamenez said three days, not to run away, three days because we had to start thinking again. We're so busy with the shibud. The person didn't have time to think and they knew they had 190 years left. But three days was for to think, to reflect over themselves, what's going on in life, how's my day, let me get close to Hashem, let me realize what I can do to make things better. We could all do that. We need that drastically today. We think we're thinking, but not too much time to really reflect, go through your day from morning to night, see how it's going, see how to improve, see how you're reacting to your mate and what your mate's doing, and go through a whole cheshman, take time. You can get 15 minutes alone on a walk. Let that be your time, and you'll see. And you're thinking correctly, especially a constructive way to try to improve situations. A lot of this can be avoided. The person has to know all these things that we're mentioning, from a look to a yell to what's going on here, saying to your mate, I'm not listening to you, I'm not in tune with you. And when you do that, it's like a fire. Like like a fire. A yell is like a fire. A scream is like a fire. The rivalry put down. Especially in front of the children. You are so this, you are so that. It's it's worse than a fire. It's like it's setting a a plague loose. So what to think, think, think. What do you mean I can't take it anymore? So before you can't take it anymore, we'll go to a little system, maybe how you can deal with it. And that's what we always said to say, don't wait until days and days go by. But at the beginning, you have instruction that you join the program of life to learn how a woman ticks and your wife ticks, learn how your husband ticks, and learn a little bit what your obligation, what you can do to improve the situation. You do a lot. You do a lot. So many situations we've mentioned in the past that person can improve. I mentioned this many times, a phone call. I would get the woman, I can't take it. He comes in, he's derogatory, et cetera, et cetera. So I said, what about you? Oh, I, I don't respond. I don't uh, say anything to him. But he says something, I give it to him. So I said, let's try it tomorrow. You start first with the positive comments. And she called me back. Wow, it did help. Because I calmed him down right away. And it worked. Him coming in grumpy, I came in with a smile. <clears throat> Situations with guys not doing what they have to do. You mentioned, you know, woman couldn't take it. What he needed to do was do something. Forget about talk. 
<clears throat> it's mean when you let your wife clean for Shabbos by yourself unless you have a, a maid or something. It's mean if the Shabbos table, you don't try to direct it, give some divrei Torah, etc. Give a little simcha, singing. It's mean if everything your wife says, no, no, and this, a discussion, get used to doing it. Because you win an argument, you lose, and you lose an argument, you lose. So many things we don't realize because our own frustrations, our own weaknesses, we're letting out. But I've seen situations, the man started to clean Thursday nights, and he came home to help, and shopped his tables, and he, he was right with the lady, and didn't take his lady's remarks to him as, She's telling me what to do. Took it as, I'm listening to her. She sees I'm listening to her. I'm validating. I say what you say is important to me. As soon as you do that to a person, you're not a slave. It's not nagging. It's, I'm telling, I'm listening to you. What you say is important to me. And the way around, too. A lady who can... <clears throat> Welcome the husband in a certain way. She's in involved in her own stuff. She's doing chesed here, running here. When he comes home, she knows when he comes home to have something spread for him. Well, welcome. For some reason, we have schedules. Time to work, time to learn, time to be with a friend, time to do this chesed, this chesed. When it takes the mate, for some reason, we don't have time for supper. I was out, I'm helping this one running here. It's so important to set schedule with your mate. Usually the lack of attention, lack of attention, three times lack of attention, appreciation and affection to your mate, or even giving honor, is what causes uh, the reaction of the mate. We also help along with the mean words and the mean looks and the frustrations. Not justifying what the other person does. We can do a lot, a lot, a lot to affect situations. So with the routines, one night a week, a little rekindling with a, an hour walk, a little note and thank yous. Don't miss thank yous to each other. Don't mean recognition to each other. Don't mean encouragement to each other. There's a lot we can do before we start yelling and screaming. So, the person has to have, you know, so-called, his act together. And just to go over a few things we can do is, said, listen to the series from the beginning, how making something out of yourself. It's very important, even though we're busy and there's tension, we call it stress. That so many things that you do, and you have to think a little pat on the shoulder, all the things you do, just think about how to make it better. So thank you to Hashem that you have health. I was thinking, at least you're on a luxury cruise. Countless, most of our, most of us are on a ship, but other friends haven't been on the ship. And how much we have, stormy storms, even on the luxury ocean liners. But it's something to get in tune with, we mentioned. 
And again, your eyes, your look, we see things in multi-dimensions, but in any camera, any picture. You have legs, imagine. Just think for a second, a person doesn't have legs. Someone just gave you legs. Be dancing all day. These are attitudes we have to think about. You know, even in the stormy weather, it's part of the deal. Usually it makes us better during the time we don't like it so much. So, but to make something out of yourself, you have to feel a, a connection to Hashem. You have to feel you get busy during the day and it's a lot of things you're doing productive. Most people do a lot of things productive all day. <laughs> they are busy days. Don't look at it as a, hey, look at it like it's a, a voda. I mean, look at it, you're busy. So think about how to improve it. That'll, that'll make it more chashev, more important to you. And then, as you're walking toward the home, we mentioned again, think of your wife's attributes, all the things she does good. And your husband, all the things he does good. Make a list. You finish a list, go over the list again. So when you walk in the house, a whole new mate you're looking at. Not that he's always late. Not that he's not helping in the house. Or not that she's never ready. Or not that the house is a mess, which is, again, house is a mess to so many people. Business is booming. I went to a wool factory once and saw wool all over the place and look, wow, look like a mess in the business. So the owner said, no, business is booming. It's all, all how you look. You walk in the house, you see the mess in the house. First thing you say is, honey, honey, you deal so well. The children look so happy or and you're making dinner or the kitchen table is clean or you're look for everything. After a while, it'll come out of your mouth no matter what's going on. She's a man. You know what happened in the last 12 hours? No. <laughs> the other way around, too. He comes from a hard day at work. He's thinking about, oh, yeah, I don't have enough money for the mortgage. And he comes in right now with that on his mind. And you give him a zets. Don't give a zets. You can, you can do the opposite. <clears throat> so if you're thinking as your husband's coming home, the qualities, the you know, Baruch Hashem, think, 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 think. And then think of how creative the situation when he walks in, when she walks in. I'm going to walk in, I'm going to help. I know she's going to need to set the table for supper. Or I know he's going to need a little break with a little piece of watermelon. Or I know he's going to you know, want to find out some information or whatever it is. Even though a person should, again, cell phones and everything else should go off base when every person's at home. But the point is that we can create situations. You can create happy situations. You can create it. Tati comes home. Everyone run to Tati. Run to Ab, Run to Dad. Run. And it's everything dealing with this, the yelling and all this business. Get along. So to yourself, getting, not getting along is like a fire, a spreading fire. You can't take it. That's something we have to... It's it's not easy. But if you see the outcome... I told you this fellow the other day told me. Wife wasn't something you do. And he... And his first said, no. He sort of was... Disconnected. Connected. It would have been a big struggle. And eventually she might have gone on a strike in different areas. Section, etc. Who knows? And what happened was... I, he told me the children needed homework that night. And he had a daughter dealing, son dealing with Shaduchim. So he said to himself, no, I have to do what I have to, I have to do, what a father should do. Tells his wife, okay, I'll do it. His daughter, he sat to do homework. His son, he spoke about a certain Shaduchim. And 
And he could have just closed off and said, I'm not doing that, and would have caused tension between, and everything else could have been uh, <clears throat> also down the drain. So instead, he was able to say, this is fire. This is fire. As soon as I do this, as soon as you see this tension in your mate, run away like fire. Say you're sorry. Because the arguments, especially discussions, when one party becomes a little stubborn, it's not like your friends in the grocery store. It's not like, you know, mother and daughter. It's not like Harusa. It's not at people at work. It's not like people talking about whatever they're talking about. Husband and wife, soon as you see any tension, he gets stubborn. He gets, you see, he's getting stiff. She's getting stiff. That is not the time to continue. What do you mean? I have to speak my mind. We have to make a decision. At the moment, most of the time, beginning of these conversations, you can stop it. See tension going. You can see, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And then if you can change the topic. And then again, people should have confidants, should have a rebbe, should have someone to talk to. And most of the time you're going to hear that I went through it too, the rebbe's going to tell you. And you tell the wife, I'll take care of it. So this is how things can work better. From improving yourself and being happy with yourself and happy with your mate and create a situation and try to get along. Like it's a fire, like it's a fire, like it's a fire. Then uh, we can uh, see a lot of success, a lot of success. And this is all important to a successful marriage. And then we move on to methods, how to say good things, how to improve relationships. So therefore, we can avoid much conflicts. And we men we're mentioning again now, Never, never, seven. Never, never, never mention the word get. Never, never, never. Try to say, don't look mean. Don't speak mean. I tell you the truth. Just said before, don't even think. Because the person's thoughts, no matter what you're doing, the mate usually can feel what you're feeling inside. And the more we work on avoiding mean words like fire, you will see tremendous, tremendous success. Therefore, we'll conclude with the same comment that can stay away, stay away. Our mean words, mean looks, mean actions, even the reaction to the other. Stay away, stay away. And get advice, even as soon as you see a stubbornness in your mate, stay away. Change the topic. Most of the times you can stay away at the moment and look for advice what to do. If you stay away, instead of being constructive, constructive, have time to think to make your relationship better, we'll have a slocha and bracha. This has been Zion Griper, 718-339-6020.